Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. This is Sonia Green from SoniaGreenCoaching.com. And I'm Judith Fender with Judith Fender Coaching. And we're the Coaches Cup. <laughs> now, last week, I thought we were having, we were going to be having our 10th episode this week, but when I uploaded everything, it turns out last week was our 10th episode. So anyway, either way, whatever number this is, I told you that we would talk about how we named the podcast and why we named it what we did. And Judith actually is the one who named it. So I'm going to let Judith tell us. Okay, well, a little bit of backstory. So it's it's even amazing. I, I don't know if I've talked about that. It's even amazing that this podcast is happening and that I showed up, right? We did talk about this, me and my anxiety. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to keep putting her off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at some point, I believe it was last Christmas, I found these cute cups mm -hmm. and liked that they said coach. And at that point, Sonia and I were both in the life coach school training and I sent it to her as just a little, just a little token. We had already struck up a friendship and had many communications and co coachings together. Hours. Yeah. Hours. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, when, then she tossed it to me when, when I got my microphone, she was like, okay, you name it. And I'm like, huh. And a couple days went by and I guess maybe I was doing the dishes and I saw the coach's cup. And I was like, oh, you know, there's so much symbolism in calling it the coach's cup. You know, one, we have these awesome coaching cups, mm -hmm. coaches cups, and the, uh, the symbolism of, you know, filling, filling, filling others cups up with our wisdom. That was actually my thoughts of, I liked the double play on what it meant that we actually had them and what we would be doing. Yeah. And the English professor and me loved the alliteration. That, that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember you said that. You were like, oh, yeah, those are worth so many points or something in Scrabble <laughs> or what was that? No, actually, in, um, they say to, in, in like your website and in materials that use letters that are higher Scrabble values mm -hmm. that they catch people's attention. Mm -hmm. So C and P. Both are those higher level. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even play Scrabble, but look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it became the coach's cup. There you so go. We had just had some people who were, who were curious and interested. And, uh, and so that's, that's why we named it what we did. So today we are talking about, um, emotional balance positive versus negative emotions and how to balance them. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is something that we wanted to talk about because I think it's very easy in our culture to believe that we have to be happy 100% of the time if we're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to just jump right in as being a parent um, I always, and especially now that I know this about the 50, 50, and I can look back on my parenting and why I had maybe had some of the troubles I did <laughs> was because I wanted my kids to be happy because if my kids were happy, I was happy. Yeah. And now, now that they are young adults, 
knowing this, that they get their 50-50 in life too, is, is pretty comforting. I'm just going to say. Yeah, because so a big problem, a big problem comes when we think that we have to be happy all mm-hmm. the time or we have to make our children happy all the time. Mm-hmm. And so what, you know, if you're trying to keep a child happy all the time, I, I don't even know how you accomplish that best of luck. Mm-hmm. But even with us, the only way to be happy a hundred percent of the time is to start including some kind of false pleasure. Right. Right. Because if you are happy, if you're happy 100% of the time, then you are not experiencing the contrast of life. Yeah. And you would have to be in another level of buffering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even possible to be happy 100% of the time. I hadn't thought of this before when we were talking about this episode, but you bringing up the child, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I'm sure a child is always asking for things, right? Mm-hmm. They see all the new toys on TV and they've got to have all of them. And so you might think, well, I'm going to keep my child happy. I'm going to buy this toy. Well, this toy is not going to do it. It's going to take this toy and this toy. And that's not going to do it either. It's going to take. (laughs) And so the cycle perpetuates. And still, Mm -hmm. what are you going to end up with? You're going to end up with a spoiled child who's not happy any of the time. Right. And you're not going to learn, I think, the skill as a parent to learn that your child can experience discomfort and not get everything they want because this child, like you're talking about, has to grow up and will be in middle school and will be in high school where they will not be getting everything they want. It's just not possible. And, um, and they're going to, your kids are going to come home and they're going to have hurt feelings and you're going to be like mad at their friends too, because let me tell you, (laughs) I was, um, I remember having a lot of strong feelings about some of my child's friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but that, now, that's, I get it. Like, Oh, you know, that's for them to figure out. Yes. It hurt me too. I hurt for my kids, but they figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. So in the end we would never, we, I've, I've seen parents go to extreme lengths to try to keep their children from, from experiencing pain or experiencing negative emotion. But in the end, it's, you have to just give it up. It's not possible. And you end up doing a, th- a lot of things that you probably, that I wouldn't want to do to even try to make it happen. And this makes me think, I'm like, I have to ask Sonia. So who, who is, ex- who is experiencing the discomfort? Yeah. The child or the parent. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but it's, it's the same way when we apply it to ourselves, right? What are the things that we try to do to not experience negative emotion? And do you even realize you're doing them to avoid negative emotion? Mm -hmm. I, I will tell you, um, with me, so I, when I started my weight loss journey, Um, I started keeping track of when I was having trouble, um, controlling when I was eating too much. And what I realized was, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I would come in in the afternoons from school 
And I would walk straight into the kitchen and I would start eating like then. Mm-hmm. And so I, I recognized, I became aware, I developed an awareness. Hey, you, you eat in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. And then after more journaling and figuring it out, I figured out it's because I was tired and I was a little agitated because I had been having to make decisions all day. I had been having to deal with issues all day and and I was tired. And so that was the next move. This was an incremental move forward. Then what I realized is I'm supposed to experience negative emotion 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what if instead of saying, okay, it's afternoon, I've got to be, I've got to be on guard. I've got to be watching out because I'm going to want to, I'm going to want to eat, to buffer, to, you know, to not feel. What if I just said, hey, afternoons are my negative emotion time. That's when I'm going to feel my negative emotions. And that's, you know, that's the level I'm at now. <laughs> I love that so much. Like, you're just like accepting, okay, they're, they're going to be there. This is my pattern. Mm-hmm. And I've recognized it. And so now I know what to expect. Yeah. You can be realistic with yourself. There's nothing wrong with being tired at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with being a little agitated. I don't know. I haven't that's not exactly the feeling, but I am not great at naming feelings and that's as close as I can get to it. I appreciate that. Yeah. You were talking about with, with your feelings and negative emotions with your anxiety, anxiety. Um, I think the big thing about finding the balance with it is it by resisting the feeling of anxiety, which is what I think I've spent the last 30 some years doing on some level. Um, but it, you know, it, it clearly had peak times when, um, you know, life was, you know, when I was parenting more things were going on that the anxiety wasn't markedly increased, but resisting that and, and owning that, that feeling just made it worse for me. Just turned anxiety into panic attacks, into losing sleep, into horrible thought loops, into shame. Like it turned into everything. It was, it no longer, it grew (laughs) by resisting the feeling. And now that I have worked through um, and owning a lot of my anxiety, it, you know, I feel much more balanced about when I do have it. I feel like I've got my life back up. I'm more, uh, I have, I have good and bad days, but they're not all around anxiety at all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So some of the things, you know, awareness is key. Mm, mm, Good grief. Yes. Like, and you know, you know, you're feeling things. It's so funny. Like, you know, you know, you're feeling and you just, you're just chasing, trying to get anxiety away. You're busying, doing all the things like you coming home from work, you're, you know, eating things like you, but you know, it's just taking that, that moment. What is going on? Yeah. To figure it out. To journal. Mm-hmm. What's going yeah, on? Because I'll tell you, I did not know that it was a feeling. Mm. You know, I think, 
I don't know. I think I, I was so far removed from my feelings. I was so good at not feeling. I, it took me, the awareness took me a while mm. because I didn't realize that I used food to avoid negative emotions. Mm. That, was, that was a huge moment for me to realize that. Some people use alcohol. Mm. Mm-hmm. Some people use shopping. Mm-hmm. Some people use <laughs> some people use porn. You know, there's just and all of these create that false pleasure, that quick hit of dopamine. Mm-hmm. That you know, I. I <laughs> so we are laughing. You want, you want to talk about why we're shopping? <laughs> I am so excited. <laughs> I found I found five dresses. And they were like, can, do I just go into the story? Do I talk about my dresses? <laughs> I love a good bargain. Yeah. And we have a Dillard's like, I don't even know what you call it. It's like at the true outlet where the things go on sale. And that's like, once they've been on sale in the Dillard's main store, they come to this location. <laughs> and I scored some dresses. They like the lowest I think was $18 and the highest was 41 that I paid. But these dresses were like, you know, $150 to $350 full price. What's the feeling that creates? It's good. <laughs> I'm like so excited. They are. That was, your, that was your 50 positive. Right. They are so, they are good quality dresses and I did not pay a fortune at all. And I am just so happy. Oh, yeah. So, Shopping, <laughs> shopping at that level is a little different than, than, the, although, you know, I will catch myself sometimes thinking, oh, I need to order this thing on Amazon. And I know it's to avoid something else. Mm. So even that low level, sometimes it can be, I'm not, I am not saying yours is, I'd be right there with you, but oh. I have caught myself on, you know, doing some shopping that was definitely buffering. Yeah, it was, I, I enjoy it. I'm just going to say it. We, had <laughs> eat, we went out to eat yesterday during the COVID, right? That's, uh, this is probably, I don't know, maybe the fifth time in five months that I've been out. Yeah. And it was right there next to the Dillard's. And I'm like, I'm going in. I'm here. We've got found deals. That's good. So, so whether your shopping is buffering or just being out for a bargain, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it does create that awareness to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, and that's one that's, you know, a little different. Well, I don't know, even with hunger. Sometimes I think I've had clients who they, they don't, they don't know real hunger. They don't know when they're experiencing real hunger versus when it's their brain saying, I need a snack to avoid this emotion. Okay. I think I'm I'm getting ready to go down a bunny trail. Tell me if I'm wrong. Would this be where the net negative, right? So if buffering gets you off into the fringes into a net negative. So my shopping was not a net negative for me. I was in my zone of 50, 50, whereas if someone who is buffering with food, they are out on the fringes Yes, because they are getting a net negative result. And that would be like weight gain, 
Yes. Not having awareness. I was in my zone. I was very aware. I was on a mission to get the, you know, yeah. the cheap, yeah. cheap good dresses. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for a reason because you needed them for work and, and yes. things like that. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's it. Exactly. If that's the, the best way to know what's on the other side of this thing, mm-hmm. what's on the other side of this, of this food that I'm eating, what's on the other side of this drink of this shopping experience. If it's shame, mm-hmm. that's really the only question you have to ask yourself. Am I going to feel ashamed after I do this thing? Mm-hmm. And if you are, if the answer is yes, then you need to look at, at what you're doing and really examine that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so we were, um, we were thinking about feelings and you have feelings that you want to have. And those are always on the positive side, right? Oh, yeah. oh they're what, easy. Are, what are some of your favorite positive feelings? Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I like, I like fun. I like happy. Um, and I guess those are just my, my easy light ones that I just like to fall into because I just, I just, I just want to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to, I mean, we all, we want to be happy, right? Yeah. I like proud. That's one Mm -hmm. that I come back to again and again. I like to be proud of what I'm doing. Mm. Um, I wonder why I didn't use that one. (laughs) like huh because I like to be proud too we all do we all I mean I could give you a list of positive emotions and we we would both go oh yeah I love that one I love that one but we also we have to balance that with the negative emotions yeah and so I I think you know learning what those negative emotions are and being okay with that not resisting it like for you you know the anxiety that was definitely filling up your 50 side and you were pushing it against it. You know, and it's interesting. I'm thinking about me saying fun. Cause you know, we do all this pretty much just right off the cuff, but I'm thinking about the reason I gravitate towards fun and happy right now is because I am taking a lot of personal risks where I'm being very vulnerable and growing and learning and I'm willing. And when I look back, like even doing these podcasts, I just look back and I'll say, but I had fun. Because if as long as I'm having fun, I'm going to keep going forward. If I get into like self-judgment and start tearing myself down and not enjoying the process, then I know that's not, that's not my place of power. So being, having fun and feeling happy and fortunate keeps me from feeling, you know, not that I don't, I know, cause I know the negative's coming. Yeah. I know it's coming, but, but did I have fun? Yes. Yeah. So, so the negative feelings, it's okay to let them come and Mm -hmm. it's, it's Mm -hmm. best when we allow it. Mm -hmm. And then there's those indulgent feelings, which we've touched on, but we haven't really named. Mm -hmm. Worry, doubt, confusion, overwhelm, all of those. Mm -hmm. And that's the net negative part that you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. when you worry, What's on the other side of worry? Worry. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you know, there's nothing positive on the other side. There's nothing that's going to help you grow. There's nothing that's going to, so there's nothing positive on the other side of worry. 
nothing positive on the other side of doubt or confusion. Right. And or there's, there's stuck emotions too, that you can get stuck in the wash and just spin around and in that. But if you, you know, you own the feeling and you're willing to take the positive and the negative and you go carrying them both forward. Yeah. That's where you can have the, the, the fun. Power. The fun. Yeah. The fun. That's right. <laughs> that's, th that needs to be our new word. Right. Uh, because discomfort, the negative emotions will cause you discomfort, but it's discomfort for the purpose of growth. Absolutely. And so again, it, you know, worry is not going to help you grow. No. Overwhelm's not going to help you grow. No. So what we want to challenge you, dear listener, to do this mm -hmm. week mm -hmm. is to choose three positive and three negative emotions mm -hmm. and go out and really experience them on purpose. Choose to experience them. Mm -hmm. And so we have picked out our three positive and three negative emotions. Judith, mm -hmm. you want to tell them yours? Sure. So really, this was, this was a, an unpleasant moment when Sonia, we did talk about this before and I was like, what? And so um, I chose on purpose to feel insecurity, incapable, and fear. And what was interesting is the bookends that I chose kind of, I guess, intuitively mm -hmm. were um, courageous to feel my positive, self-confidence, and capable to balance out my feelings. Yeah. I love that. I, I didn't take it. Like I didn't think through it that way. That makes so much sense to me. I'm going to feel my insecurity. I'm going to feel my fear mm -hmm. and let that come in there. But I'm also going to be courageous and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And you know, people think that courage and fear can't coexist, but they really do. They, oh, they are, they are bookends. We, none yeah. of us would be here if we didn't have both. Yeah. And when you're being courageous, that doesn't mean you're not still feeling that fear back there. It mm -hmm. just means you're choosing to do it anyway. So I love, I love that. My brain didn't bookend things together. I don't know. I chose to feel self-sufficient, accomplished, and proud. <laughs> I'm a little too focused on work right now. <laughs> as my, as my positive emotions. Um, and my negative emotions were disappointed, tired, and troubled. Mm. And I, yeah, I don't like feeling troubled. Mm, interesting. Troubled. Like, why are you feeling troubled? Well, I don't know. I, I'm not yet, but I do often because my inclination is to fix things, mm -hmm. you know, like that parent, you mm -hmm. have to fix things as a parent, you have to fix things as a department chair for students, for faculty. And so it troubles me when all of my ends aren't tied up neatly, mm. but I can't tie all the ends up neatly. Yeah. So I'm just sitting with that. It's just a story your brain's telling yourself right That's now. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So this week I'm going to feel a little troubled because mm -hmm. I can't do it all. And I know I can't. Yeah. You're not supposed to. That's right. Or you would be. 
So we encourage you to pick three emotions, positive and three negative Mm -hmm. that you will feel this week and work your way through them. You know, be, be willing to feel them, to allow them and to say, Hey, it's just that time of day when I experience my 50, 50, and this is the negative 50. Mm -hmm. I love it. I I think this is some good stuff. Um, This is going to lead us really smoothly into next week's podcast um, where it's going to be, it is going to be uh, beating yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a how to, a how not to. <laughs> how not to beat yourself up. Yeah, we're all great at doing it. Okay. Thank you, Judith. Thank you, Sonia. I'll see you next week right. on the Coach's Cup. Bye, y'all.